Hey everyone, it's Peter Overzet once again. You are listening to episode two of Club Top Shot, a NFT and NBA Top Shot podcast featuring myself, Peter Jennings, and Jack Settleman. I had some requests to upload audio versions of some of the first Top Shot streams I did on my YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.com slash Peter Overzet. And one of these streams was an interview I did with Jack, now one of the co-hosts of Club Top Shot. So I interviewed him on January 21st. This was just a couple days, maybe even less, after he set the record for the biggest buy on the NBA Top Shot marketplace. It was a nearly $50,000 purchase. He acquired the serial number 23 moment of the legendary LeBron James Kobe tribute dunk. And I picked his brain about why he made this purchase, what his thoughts are on the Top Shot space, where he thinks it's going, all of that good stuff. So if you're looking to get those initial reactions after the big purchase, which has subsequently been broken, we've now had $100,000 sales. This is a great place to get started. So without further ado, here is episode two featuring Jack Settleman. We have with us the king of Snapchat and now the king of Top Shot. He's the 24-year-old boy wonderkin. It's the man who spent $47,500 on a single Top Shot moment. Jack Settleman, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. And it's for everyone who's new. It's just a YouTube clip. It's just a, it's a highlight that I would post anywhere. Yeah, why, why would you do Why would you spend so much money on uh, a gift that uh, I could just watch? Do you feel violated when I watch your gift, Jack? <laughs> That's what everyone's asking me. So just to clear things up, I did make a sizable investment, but there was a, a slight group behind me. So I personally did not drop all 47500 It's not to say I don't have a lot invested in Top Shot, but I do, I do have to give credit to the others who joined me in this endeavor. They're keeping their profile much lower though. Are you the primary investor in that moment? Yeah, I, I definitely am the largest shareholder. And I was scrolling through the rest of your, uh, I was going to say portfolio, but I, I feel like I should use the terminology and say collection. Uh, yeah. And you have a lot of other uh, big uh, buys on there as well. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to talk about, got to end up buying the big moment. But I would say I, I've been invested in Bitcoin for a while. So when I saw the Top Shot tweet about their beta, like they had a wait list months ago. And so it finally came out. I did some digging. I didn't really get it. I kind of put it to sleep. I came back to it and I started having fun. And then I saw like the rapid growth, like literally 10 days ago, it was $200,000 in marketplace sales in a day. We're at like 2 million. So it's 10X in literally 10 days. So every hour I was like, oh shit, like I need to buy right now stuff like I was holding cash and I was like, screw it, like throw it in there. Um, so that's where I ended up buying like a bunch of the higher end stuff. Yeah. And for people who don't know your background, let people know what do you do over on Snapchat? Because that's where you've grown a, a massive following. 
Yeah, so Snap Exports, I started my senior year of college at UT Austin. And it's kind of like House of Highlights on Snapchat, except it's got like that personality and bias maybe to it. So I grew up a Ravens fan. I've been talking about Lamar Jackson since we drafted him. So if you went on ESPN's Instagram or House of Highlights, they're going to post the clips from tonight. When the Knicks are playing the Warriors, I'm a Knicks fan. So I'll post it with a little twang and like like kind of angle it towards the Knicks in favor of that. And I think people don't understand that social media was created to connect. And then what kind of happened was like influencers and content creators kind of actually separated from their audience. They just built audience. Um, so I think people really appreciate like having that interaction back with the page. So that's Snap Exports on Snapchat on all platforms now. There you go. Um, real quick too, I know I mentioned it before. I don't know if there's any other thing we can do with your your internet's just a tad glitchy coming in and okay. out. I don't know if, if I'm just getting that. If people in the uh, in the chat want to let me know if he's glitchy for you guys too. Yeah, let us know in the chat. I'll try to move around real quick. Uh, I'll be on the go. Why don't That's you Why don't you bring up the topics and I'll move around a little? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about me and my ability to vamp, Jack. We can uh, <laughs> we can talk all day, especially about Top Shot here as Jack gets uh, resituated. I'll pull up here a screen share of the moment that Jack bought here. So this is the LeBron James. It is the from the top series one. They bought the number 23 edition, obviously the uh, the tie-in with the jersey number, which seemed to have a, a premium on the site right now as far as serial numbers. And then it is also the Kobe tribute dunk as well. So lots of the kind of intersection, I guess, of all the buzziest uh, things in Top Shot as far as jersey number, uh, key moment, and then from a limited edition run, and uh, I'm curious, too, what this is actually selling for right now. If there's other, only five of these are up for sale. The lowest ask right now is number 37 for 48000 So already at the lowest turned uh, a slight profit here. Jack, it looks like your screen is frozen, if you can hear me. Oh yeah, no, we got we got LG in the in the chat. No, I, I, I know it's the Kobe dunk. I, I am not much of an NBA guy. I have discovered my love of NBA through NBA Top Shot, which is just a weird, bizarre thing. But uh, yes, I am aware of the Kobe junk here. Um, all right, Jack, how are we doing? Are we getting back in the business? Yeah, can you hear me? Is it better? It seems better. It seems better. Okay. All right. I'm in a different room on better Wi-Fi, so should be. Okay. So let's. I kind of want to go back. Um, you mentioned you were into Bitcoin. I first, this got on my radar because of Bales. Uh, I know you uh, are familiar with Bales and Peter and those guys. Uh, they are the the tastemakers, the trendsetters. And uh, we quickly started to tail them on this. But what was your first introduction to it? Because I think you had to have heard about this before they did, right? Yeah, I was scrolling Twitter one day. I saw some tweet that came maybe from, I don't know if it would have been from an NBA account, but I just saw something posted on Twitter and it said, join our wait list, join our beta. And so I, I signed up. I finally got an email, like one of the first thousand or two um, people to be on the on the platform. And like I said, I kind of just looked at it, didn't quite get it, didn't really buy anything, didn't probably do enough research like I should have. Didn't see a ton of traction, didn't see a ton of sales. So I was like, eh, like not a lot's going on. Then it kept kind of growing. And then I hopped back into it um, over the winter and it's just been kind of blowing up since then. 
Yeah, and I mean, even just knowing from doing a few Top Shot videos on YouTube, I mean, there is not much out there as far as in the mm -hmm. space. I see more cropping up now, but I mean, there really was no educational resources on this. I mean, how were, were was it just from trial and error poking around that you started to kind of see the potential or was it maybe message boards or what gave you confidence to go all in on it? Yeah, have you have you joined into the Discord before? Yeah, you know I've tried with a million messages uh, yeah, flowing by. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would say three weeks ago, when the Discord wasn't as filled, it was a little more calm. And I think what's special about the crypto and collectible and the NFT community is like they want people to be in it so bad that even the guys that are worth a million or two million dollars portfolios or collections they'll take an hour and just type out responses and talk to you and, and bring you into it. So ironically, the guy I bought the moment from pranked, he's like, he's done a million on the marketplace. He's his portfolio is worth over three. I should go back in my Twitter DMS. I remember DMing him four months ago being like, yo, how, like, how's this work? He gave me like five minutes of time. And then it appears like he was a little busy. Uh, we can tell what he was doing. He was buying everything and flipping everything. So I would say like everyone's so excited about it that they're willing to share. Now you're starting to see content creators make content around it. But in the content space, like I make a lot of content. I don't really promote a ton of other people because I need to promote my own stuff. Other people's content is so educational and informational. And now I like have no problem sharing it here, sharing it here, depending on what people are looking to learn. Have you done any, I, I will admit, I am one of the olds who is no longer yeah. on Snapchat. Have you been talking about this on Snapchat? So I teased it a little because I don't know if they changed the packs, but it the packs used to look like condoms. Now they look like a little bit less like condoms. So I would tease it on my snap, just like a pack opening and and like, you know, the music and the flash when the pack finally opened. And people were like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And I wouldn't say anything because I didn't know how to explain it. Snapchat is also a shorter platform to kind of content create. So I made the YouTube video today. It's like 17 minutes. It takes you through why we bought it, takes you through the platform, takes you through like all the basic level stuff of Top Shot. That was like my first real content creation around Top Shot. What has been, I assume you've just been getting tons of blowback, tons of people being like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? What has been the response uh, from the people that aren't quite as familiar with what's going on here? surprisingly like i'm actually more shocked at how many people are like into it off the bat like i would assume the initial response is like this is the dumbest thing ever like i can watch this on youtube but you look at rovell's tweet today and like 150 likes 75 retweets 30 positive quote tweets but then it's like 20 negative replies so everyone's always going to look at the replies but they're not realizing how many people clicked through how many people retweeted and liked it so then there's like the old 60 year old man who on you can Instagram, call them boomers. We call them boomers. Yeah, the, yeah. the boomers. <laughs> they, someone memed it today. It was actually really funny. It's two guys going to a movie theater or two movie like uh, windows where you'd buy your tickets. It's like watching YouTube highlights for free or spending $50,000 on a, on a clip. And the whole line is on that one. And they're making fun of me, but I, I love when people don't get it because I know that means we're early here. Like that's what really gets me going is my bet that we're early. And they're never like, there's some people that will just never come across, which I understand. 
What was the, before you made the big LeBron purchase, what was the biggest purchase you had made before that? Yeah, the biggest one was a LeBron Cosmic. So LeBron Cosmic is the first edition, essentially first series. So if you, it's serial, I think I own 21 or something, 21, yeah, right there. That that one, okay. So I, it was like literally on the market for 8K, I tried sending money to Dapper and I, it had like an underpayment. So it took a couple of days to go through within two hours. It had already gone up to 10K. So like I was panicking and like trying to buy it as fast as I could. The irony be, and my second big, my second biggest was the same LeBron dunk Kobe tribute, just a worse serial number. You can see right there at 34. Um, the irony in the whole thing is I've been notoriously Michael Jordan over LeBron go through my Twitter <laughs> feed. Like the guys that we bought it with, they started going through my, they literally search at Jack Settlement, LeBron James. It's just hate. It's just negativity towards LeBron. So will that change? Probably. Cause the end goal is to sell it to LeBron for a million dollars. But, but, but the reason why I picked LeBron or we've picked LeBron is four rings, four finals MVP. Like he's solidified the reason with Bales and then where I was like, that's risky at 35 K like John Morant lands on one leg. You know what I mean? Like he scares me as a player high upside, but I don't know. We went we with a guy who's a little more established. That is, it's interesting. I, there's a few things I want to follow up on there, but it is interesting too. It, it, at least before the market mania has reached its frenzy, which it, it is getting close to, it seems like yeah. the, some of the veterans seemed undervalued relative to the rookies. And I don't know if you play any dynasty sports, but you see that as well. I'm in these dynasty football leagues, these rookie yeah. picks, you know, you can get a, a King's ransom for them and no one wants Larry Fitzgerald, you know, right. even though he right. has the hall of fame career. So it is interesting to kind of see the polarized strategies there of how, what's the ceiling for a job Morant versus right. LeBron. You know what you're getting. There's no right. question. Yeah. And and to me, it's like if, if Morant serial one, which I personally prefer the jersey match. I know some people prefer the one. I think those are like the one and two serials to have. If John Morant's going for 35K and he has one rookie of the year, like what's John Morant worth with four finals MVP, second best player ever? Like it's just a long way to go in that sense. Yeah. Do you want to call out Bales? You want to call him a donkey? I don't think <laughs> Bales gets called a donkey enough, Jack. Why don't you go bang bang on him? They've already, I've already been following their accounts. They've already been flipping and that they're free rolling the John Morant moment at this point. But I think that's another thing that I touched on in my YouTube video was whether or not Gary V, whether or not these big collectors are pumping and dumping their own stuff. These accounts are public. You can go to my profile and like, I can't say, oh, RJ Barrett hollows are the next thing to buy. And then you click on my thing and I have two of them. You know what I mean? So I think that that kind of makes it cool. There are going to be people who don't have like a large persona. But I think if you're tweeting about this stuff, you're vocal about this stuff, you can't have a hidden profile because like if I'm going to tell people, oh, Kawhi Leonard Cosmic's really the next move. And then you come to my profile and I own one. It just, you know, it kind of sheds some light on what's going on. And I take it from how you're talking that you are a true hodler. I don't see any of your moments up for sale. Are you in it for the long game here? I've sold two things because I listed them probably two weeks ago because I was curious, like, would they sell, whatever. Um, so two people, brought, I sold like a Ben Simmons base and a Bogdanovich LA, which I'm sure will be worth 100 bucks, and I got 20 for it. 
<laughs> I that's that's it though. I've literally sold two. I'm holding everything. I had a conversation today, like, is it worth taking profits at this point? But if I'm such a believer in it, like, what is the point? Like, no one I've invested in, at least in my opinion, really is going to see a significant drop off. I mean, CV3 is one of the greatest point guards ever. Donovan Mitchell is a young star. Like, I'm not, I feel like I'm not playing that risky of a game. I'm more so betting on the platform, right? Yeah. So hang on. I want to hear uh, you slipped in there that the goal with this LeBron is to sell it to him for a million dollars. So talk, I mean, is that, is that a meme or is that actually the goal? <laughs> so that's like our new thing because when I talked to Darren on the phone, he was like, I kind of sent this to Maverick Carter and I, and Maverick Carter was like, I don't get it. Like, what is this? So our new joke inside is like, kind of, there's a way that LeBron James like knows who all of us are in a sense. And I actually believe like this could be the holy grail moment of the entire platform. LeBron obviously loves Kobe. It's such a cool moment. He's talked about owning million dollars worth of his own cards. Like if this is it, why not like sell this to LeBron James? It's his jersey match. So it's like obviously very specific to him. I I think that would be cool one day. Who knows? All right. Then let me pitch you on something because I was doing my stream with, uh, our buddy LG Doucette, he's in the chat here, the First Mint Podcast. I will once again plug it in. The best yeah. uh, piece of content surrounding Top Shot right now is he's his good. podcast. He's really good. Now, so I was doing the show with him the other day, and I pulled, let's see if I can find it, the number 69, Joel Embiid. Do you think right now, and I need to get your kind of opinion on how I'm listing this in the marketplace. Yeah. Right now, I have it for sale for $69,000. Do you think Joel Embiid might be interested in this? Uh, at $69,000, he is that type of guy, though. And I've seen people list shit in the market that makes no sense. But like, it's like jersey match, number one, uh, 420, 69. Like, hilarious numbers, right? So Joel Embiid's kind of a troll. Maybe, I don't know at that price. Maybe you could price it at 6969. That could be, that might have a better chance at selling. Okay. All right. You're right. I probably should lower my asking price. I heard it was a seller's market, but that might be a little (laughs) aggressive the more I talk it out. But what are your thoughts overall on the serial number stuff? Because I feel like intuitively the number one serial option makes a ton of sense. I now, you know, the Jersey number, especially for LeBron, an iconic Jersey number that makes a ton of sense. I've also, this one kind of surprised me. The final serial number in the in the mint is very popular like the 5000 out of 5000 yeah do you think that those and i had asked lg this as well do you think those kind of arbitrary um valuations could change over time or do you think those are here to stay so number one is that there's no grading in this right so the scarcity is already defined by how many are available but number two like people are used to grading systems in traditional cards this is kind of a new form way of saying which card maybe has a little more than another one. Um, and then number two, which is kind of what everyone believes is the insider tip, is that what this does is open up an international market. So cards, they want to do international, but shipping overseas costs too much money. The change in uh, currency costs too, ma- too much in fees. This is simple. Crypto to crypto. Crypto. 
someone in China can buy from me tonight and it's exchanged you know, through Ethereum, Bitcoin, very simply worldwide. The Chinese and Asian culture has an obsession with very specific numbers. I believe the number eight is one of theirs. So like 888, those serials have been bought up by a lot of people. So I do think that these numbers will have importance. I also think there's going to be people who own them and are pumping them. For example, I was talking to a guy who owns number 26 of our moment. And he was trying to convince me that because Kobe passed away on that day, that was kind of a special one to hold. That's up for debate. Same thing is eight or 24 for this moment going to be. I think there is an argument that one in 23, maybe the last one, eight and 24. When you start getting into like the day he passed away or you know his birthday is a common thing with these things. Um, I kind of lose it, but I have found myself. I'd pay 10, 15, 20% more on certain moments to be in the top half. Like I think like 48 out of 59 in this one. I don't know why it's just kind of ugly to me. And like being in the top 30 or 20 feels better. Some people may not feel that way. Yeah. And it's hard because the way I think about it, some of this stuff is built into the site functionality, obviously first and last. That makes sense. They highlight the jersey number on the player. That makes sense. Then you move into well-known meme numbers, 69, 420, whatever. People know those. But then once you move into those like, this is the day Kobe died, this is the birthday, it's like you are going to need that to become common, omnipresent knowledge. and, And that seems like a little thinner bet to me. Agreed. No, I, I'm totally with you there. Um, so let's see here. So what? N- now that you made your big buy, are you still playing the the kind of the market? Are you trying to you know collect a lot of packs? I noticed when you did you did the video earlier today on your yeah. YouTube channel. I watched that. It seemed like you were sitting on some older packs that have long sold out. Yeah. So that strategy. So two new features that are going to come at one point. One, you're going to be able to swap packs or sell packs. So I think like if we see these packs selling for nine bucks and there's moments in them that are 300, 500 bucks, like how is that pack not increased? And you're not like same concept of people actually just buying prison boxes and holding on to them. Number two is auctions. Like I think auctions are going to be crazy for this platform. If we put this moment up for an auction and like LeBron's biggest collector and LeBron James are bidding on it. Like that's an even crazier concept. Uh, but I am sitting on some packs. I wish I had thought about that like ahead of time and collected more legendary packs. Um, but what I'm doing in the market right now, honestly, I put like pretty much everything I could in before uh, this craze is really gone. That's where I bought like Donovan Mitchell, CB3, Kawhi. Um, but I do have like a thousand bucks right now on my dapper balance. And I was thinking about trying to, because like I said, I haven't sold anything because I'm nervous. Like even if I sell here, that moment might go up more than what I replace it with. So I am thinking about maybe t- doing like a thousand dollar to a hundred thousand dollar or $10,000 challenge. So take the thousand, see, you know, how flippable it is. Cause I think it would make some serious play if you get that to a hundred grand and, two weeks right like something crazy like that yeah uh just real quick your your internet just started to break up a little more than usual there just towards the end but you were doing good before that yeah i that's the kind of pretzel i find uh myself in with some of this stuff is like oh man i could you know wanna i i had a buy i bought the uh tyrese halliburton i think uh, his number 30 uh serial of that and you know it's appreciated probably like five 5x by now, 6, 7x. And I'm like, man, I could flip that, get back in, try to hunt some undervalued cards. 
And then I realized, Peter, you don't know MBA. You don't know this market. Uh, similar to with Bitcoin, I am just a buy and hold investor. Maybe yeah. I should stay in my lane. So how are you thinking about, like, where do you see this market going right now? Because I don't think we're close to a top, but I think there's variables that we have to consider as far as new series coming out. You know, if we get a bunch of new LeBron cars, uh, I mean, what happens to those in the base two series? So like, how are right. you thinking about how they can kind of control the roadmap and essentially control value. I'm not saying they're going to do that intentionally, but that's yeah. a, an impact we have to consider. Yeah, they're going to continue releasing stuff. Like, I don't <laughs> think people, they, like, they see how, I mean, they release $25,000, 25,000 packs at even 10 bucks. It's a quarter of a million dollars straight to them. And it, it's like printing. Uh, they, they'll never, like, people ask me, well, what if they did more moments of that LeBron that you have out of 59? I said, it would do it would ruin their company more than it would ruin mine because essentially if they add to these moments that are serialized and they're cut off and then it's like, what, what's the point of the platform? Right? So I, I am kind of, yeah, base series two scare me because series three, I would say the rookies I feel good about in series two because they're the rookies. They're about to get a rookie tag also, which will add to it. Um, but everything I'm holding for the most part is series one. Yeah, that's where I was kind of looking. And I was I was in later than you. I was in before like the the market frenzy of the past few yeah. days. So I was able to to scope some stuff. But that's where I was kind of focusing on just thinking, like you said, that idea if we have all these series coming out, you know, someday right. we're at series 26. That series one is inherently going to be valuable. It's going to feel rare. So I do like focusing on that. Do you have any tips for other people who are getting in now? Obviously, getting packs is a great way, and we're going to open up a few in a second. But where would you kind of direct people who want to get it in good? They want to be a part of this, but they don't want to buy the top. I think that for us, it's tough because we've kind of been in for even if it's a few days and we've seen like 3x 5x 10x and you're like it feels like a top but if you if you're brand new and you're coming in that's the only pricing you know right so what if you look at it from that scope and there's only 12,000 people and we're headed for 100,000 there's 10 million NBA fans around the world like you're we're so far from the top at least in my opinion so I wouldn't focus on past pricing because that's what happened with Bitcoin it was like it was 10 cents, then it was 400. And the people were like, oh, I'm not paying a thousand for that. Right. And then at a thousand, they're like, oh, it's too late at five. And there'll be, there'll be dips and, and rises. So I would say coming in, I prefer series one. There's a lot of people out there who think run it back are still severely underpriced because you're getting players like Hall of Famers, like Steve Nash, who's like, that's going to be a series one moment. Um, it's, it's very interesting. I think more than like, Series three, four, five is when Ray Allen's shot comes out. LeBron's block in the finals comes out. Like when the actual iconic moments come out, yeah. what's, that do, what's that do to our moment, right? Where we got series one of LeBron, Kobe, tribute dunk, but his greatest moment ever is that block. Kyrie shot in that final, right? So I think that's where it gets interesting. Impossible to predict the market, but I, I'm still a believer that we're very early days in this. Yeah, and I do think that's a really good point. If you are looking to 
you know, concentrate your, your purchases on stuff, focusing on the actual rare moments that don't have the chance to be undercut by future yeah. stuff, like you said. So getting these rookies first moments, that's never changing. If one of those goes right. on to be a hall of famer, that's always their first assist, always their first bucket. So I, I think that's true. One of my favorite buys, it was actually LG who tipped me off to it, getting that Vince Carter before the lockdown, his last right. three, like, I, I think that's an iconic moment that's going to withhold the test of time. People say right now it's the second most iconic moment on the entire thing. And I was so close to buying a cosmic of it because you're getting that moment in the first edition, first series. And I was talking to someone who didn't who came from sports cards and they were like, you know, Vince Carter doesn't hold weight. And I think that's what's unique about this. The traditional thing of like just a player's accolades Versus now the moment actually adds some meaning to it. You've got a Trey Young assist. You've got right before the pandemic, pretty much the last shot. And it's the last shot of his career that goes in. It, that one's like a crazy cool moment. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll pull that one up here. It's uh, it's fun to look at. Yeah, I ended up grabbing the number 240 of this one. I wasn't in super early, but still uh, felt the need to pull the trigger. And I do, like you said, the Trey Young assist element to it, like this this symbolic like passing, you know, changing of the guard kind of moment feels yeah. pretty cool. Someone um, who was new to the market uh, pointed out to me that I didn't even notice after I'd been in it for weeks was that even the lower quality players, they tend to put in superstars in their highlights. So go to my profile real quick if you have yeah. it up. Yeah, um, I got it. And I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying Donovan Mitchell is a lower quality player, but click the, the Donovan Mitchell moment. The so, block here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the block. So I'm like Spider, I don't really think of him as a blocker, but he glasses LeBron James, right? And then he <laughs> comes down on the other end and his moment actually finishes with a big dunk. And he's known as a dunker. Anthony Davis, you can see him right there. Like to me, that one was more than just a block. Um, and I think that's cool that even like the lower tier players, they still have superstars in their highlights, which I would assume is is meant to be. What are some of the things that you are keeping an eye out for as far as what could massively change value? I think one of the big ones people have been talking about is them adding the rookie tags to yeah. these things, where if you make that card just a little bit more special, um, you can you can see the value increasing. Is there stuff like that that is on your radar? Yeah, I would say auctions are like when that comes onto the platform, that's going to be big because I come from physical sports cards and star stock. Have you ever been on star stock before? Just in the past few days as a yeah. few of my buddies have been talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like when you're accepting the, when you're accepting the lowest one for sale, sometimes it feels like you're reaching a little right. And then it's like, do I really want it at this price? Whereas auctions will define a true market. Like right now, everything is a market low, but it's not until the most recent sale that you can truly determine the market. So auctions are interesting. They already have announced they're releasing uh, number to three and one. So like you, you we're going to have one singular moment of 150 players. Could that be the first one that goes six figures? I would assume so. Like a LeBron James to one is an insane moment to own. So those are going to, I think, bring serious attention, right? Like our purchase made big news, but still in the DFS crypto NFT sports betting community, what happens when sports cars, which went from like, nerds essentially collecting them to people asking LeBron at a press conference to ESPN posting picture, right? Like my purchase wasn't posted on sports center. Like this guy bought a $50,000 LeBron clip. 
But if it reaches 100K or it reaches 250K, maybe it does. So on the, I'm just looking for the buzz around it to, to really move the market just collectively up. Specifically in the market, though, auctions and then those number to three, number to one. And then the next legendary series, like the common packs are great. And they're just pretty much going to keep getting opened until you can lose value on them, right? Like every time we open a common pack, it feels like you're probably going to make money off of it. So legendary and, and being able to swap packs and buy packs will be cool too. Do you have any thoughts, Ethan, in the chat asking about there's some of these misprint talks yeah. going around. You got the Marcus Spart, you got the Zion. What is your thought on those? A unique concept for something on the blockchain? So two things. Number one, I've never been, I, I get the appeal in a misprint. I actually think it does make it more unique and rare. I've never really went out and bought like a sports card that had a misprint on purpose. I think they are cool though, but more importantly is that they can't change them. And I think that's this entire platform is like what makes it so valuable is that everyone's like, it's digital. Like you can just change the hometown it's immutable in the blockchain like that can never be fixed which is a crazy thought like if i post something an instagram caption i can edit the caption with blockchain and and what they're using the technology so i think is value that the specific misprint on the zion and marcus smart aren't like crazy cool um it would be funny if they like started dropping little tidbits in there that could adjust value but i don't know if they would intentionally uh mess with the moments yeah, you know what you need for that moment to actually the misprint. You need Zion accidentally saying, or as jokingly saying, he's from the one place instead of the other. Like exactly. If, once you start to get the overlap of like the the self awareness of this stuff is happening, and you get the Correct. video clips, like that's where this stuff can really get insane. And the Tyler Hero example, as the spokesman already, you see. If, if Tyler Hero wasn't affiliated with the site, he would be a hot commodity, but not near as close right. as to what he is now. Yeah, well, I mean, Tyler Hero, we have an interesting content history, not directly with him, but I nicknamed Lamar Jackson the baby goat like three years ago. And like my entire audience refers to him as that. And then like the heat started tweeting it out. So I kind of don't like Tyler Hero. Plus, I think he's a teeny bit overrated. So I think with him promoting the site, being like having a rookie debut moment in series one i agree like his stuff his stuff's pretty overpriced to me we call him tall bryce hall on on the wow podcast. i don't hang see on why that, but so if i search tyler hero on jack's profile no moments found <laughs> okay all right we found it we found it i was kind of nervous there for a second that i owned a hero but uh I've never purchased one. If I open one in a pack, I'll probably hold on to it. Yeah, I, I ended up getting one just from the thesis of being just, when you log onto the site, your first experience is Tyler Hero School. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're driving people to him and those cards have seen, God, cards, I keep saying cards. Moments have seen uh, massive value shifts. Speaking of cards, because you have been uh, very into physical sports cards, I feel like I've seen some people that I know that are really into them who I think the phrase would be take lock. Like they're just anchored to what they were thinking. You clearly were able to move quickly. How are you thinking about how these markets exist? Does one cannibalize the other? What, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I would say vintage is always gonna, because I think with vintage and older cards, 
I think the appeal is that they've gone through tough times and they've lasted through air like air problems that could mess up the card and and I think that they'll last. But when you look at like Colin Colin Sexton rookies, like people are buying Colin Sexton rookies because they want to flip him after he finishes the season averaging 23 points per game. And there's no better place to flip him than on this marketplace. So I think in that sense, with the the way base cards are traded right now on Star Stock, like that's a serious issue to me. I still do like the only cards I hold are like MJ, LeBron, Kevin Durant, um, you know, historical basketball players who wouldn't lose value. But I've shifted all my attention, at least monetarily, towards the market for now. Like I'm not buying many physical cards. And to just today, my brother sold his entire Zion lot unrelated to this. But I had to go ship the cards for him. I had to pay four hundred dollars in insurance and, and shipping. Like it's a whole, it takes time and energy. Like I can sit in bed and and send you a moment right now. And I think that's like hey, a really Jack, Jack, yeah. Please, please do. Please, please go go tuck your. <laughs> if I had any Tyler Hero, if I had any Tyler Hero, Jack. No, no, no. My my username's just Overzet. You you get in your. I assume it's just a, a full length pajama set. And yeah. uh, and send me a moment before you go to bed. Jeff. I think I think that's what's going to be cool is like people are not going to mind. That's another thing. When I was getting into when new people, new followers of mine were just getting into sports cards, the hobby. I can't just send them three cards, right? Like I have plenty of dollar cards hanging around that I would love to get people in and touch them and and understand what they are. Here, I could literally take five dollars from my account, send to anyone, and at the end of the day, like I think that's a cool way to welcome them. Well, and again, I, I feel like I'm this use case in that wasn't that into NBA. I, you know, I'm a big yeah. NFL guy and wasn't into physical cards. I was like, you know what? It'll probably be a fun thing to do in the off season. I'll try to dabble. But the barrier of entry exhausted me to think about Brutal. the things you just said, the shipping, the grading, the time delays, all of that stuff. I'm like, I saw someone... uh uh, Al Smith, uh, who does a lot of stuff with cards, people were yeah. roasting him for not having it in the right card projector. Right, right. I was like, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> and then crazy. this comes along and I'm like, all right, let's go. This is easy. This is fun. Right. Yeah. So you're not a boomer, which is great. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll give my one true belief of why my generation, our generation, my brother who's in college and below, this will be the future. They've been doing this for eight years, FIFA, FIFA packs, uh, NBA 2K packs, right? So we play FIFA every year, we build these ultimate teams. You build, you do challenges, you gotta build an entire Serie A team and then you get rewarded for that. That's the exact same thing. The biggest difference though, is that at, when FIFA 20, you, do, you spend $500 on packs, you open them, the shit goes viral on Twitter, the reactions to it, FIFA 21 comes out, you're left with nothing. This is, you're actually left with value and something. So people are already doing this. And then the other thing that I talked about a lot in my YouTube video was that everyone, the first instinct is like, yeah, but you can't, you can't touch it, right? You can't, you can't physically hold this thing. And I'm like, the guy who just paid $5 million for a sports card after he took a picture with it, which was awesome, he sent it away and he's not touching it either. He's looking at a picture of it too. So I don't, I I think understanding NFTs will take little, but once you get over that mental hurdle, that digital ownership is a real life thing. People are like, oh, that makes sense. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I get I get the impulse here, Tony, but this is what I will say. I think we're all thinking too small about this stuff. What is to say in the future that Jack couldn't have a functionality where LeBron could record an, a, uh, an audio autograph where he says, hey, Jack, love that you bought this moment. And then they can add that to the moment as part of the Rolodex, the, you know, audio autograph. Like this stuff can all happen. Like every way we're thinking about things, it's going to change. Insane. The you, that's another huge thing is utility. What can you do with the sports car besides wipe your ass? Like literally, you can host it in your house and show it off. And if it's too expensive, you can't. And if you do keep it in your house, then maybe the air screws it up, or like you could break the case. And only bad things can really happen when you're holding that car. So I think like the utility of these things, they've got fantasy games already. Some guy tweeted at me. He was like, "Oh, I thought it came in like this digital cube." And I talked to one of my engineer buddies and we're like that would actually be sick if like we got a physical cube and yeah. the moment would automatically play we're, we're looking at making like a digital art frame with kobe and lebron on it which could host it like there's actual utility to this stuff and with the sports car it kind of just sits there yeah no i uh i think that stuff i i have seen some people say that especially when you make an investment that large having some way to right. replicate and that's why it goes back to the thing you can have your cake and eat it too you can have the digital value the digital moment and then you can also bring it to life in some yeah. tangible capacity so i don't i don't really see the the downsides or where you can kind of cut against this relative to physical cards I love the uh, the audio signature. I hadn't even thought of that. But that's the point is like these open source third parties. I'm sure you've used the intent intangible tool. Like this isn't what Top Shot. Top Shot's just putting the product out there. And then it's our imagination of what we can do with it. Yeah. Um, the chat is starting to look like the Top Shot Discord where it's just like, why is my credit card not working? When are the legendary packs coming back? Um <laughs> So we will, we're going to, we're going to pass on those ones, but let's, I say we open some packs, Jack. That's what, let's that's what we love. Doing, right? Let's, let's open some packs. And while you're getting that queued up, I want to hear from your point of view, like the, my favorite question, when's the NFL do it? Will it work with the NFL MLB, right? Like that's an exciting thought process. Yeah, it's very exciting. I know that I've seen, they have the, um, it looks like UFC kind of has an inside track or some already licensing deal for digital moments. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, getting to the NFL, it'd be wild. And I think, I don't know if it's just because I'm more of an NFL guy, but I do feel like the iconic moments in NFL are, are almost just as good, um, than the NBA ones. And I, I think it would be just as fun, if not better. Well, agreed. And what's interesting is NBA top shot kind of, I don't know if they thought they'd have the success and like series one, right. Was LeBron's biggest moment is like a dunk against the Kings. It's not his block in the NFL ones. Do you start from Mahomes throw in the Super Bowl to Tyree kill? Do you start from the butt, like the butt fumble? Like, do you start with the cream of the crop for those players, their best moments in series one, or do you do a similar thing? It's interesting. Right. And I assume that also boils down to how the licensing arrangements work. And I mean, the same right. reason Top Shot didn't, you know, roll out all those. I assume their licensing deal extended to a specific window of time that made it much easier to just pump out moments as opposed to the iconic, you know, Jordan switching hands layout. Right. Or whatever. Right. Exactly. Um, all right, so all right. What do we got? So I got, I was able to get another five base packs when we were uh, on the show uh, here to add to my other five. I don't have any of the legendary sitting under my couch cushions like Mr. Jack over here, but we can open a base set here. 
see if I can keep my Joel Embiid 69 luck rolling. So for everyone watching, we're looking for the big guys, obviously LeBron, Giannis, Luca, the superstars, and then the rookies. So this year's rookies was series two. So Halliburton, Obi Toppin, I'm going to keep pushing Obi as my next. Kawhi's nice. I actually, I flip, I had like three of these and I think I sold one of them today for $23. So already paid for the pack there. There you go. Not too I'm bad. Sure, I'm sure we're, we're creative enough to make something out of that serial number too. Six, <laughs> two, five, yeah. So uh, Kawhi Leonard's mom graduated from college in 1962. You turn into like a numerology weirdo. Literally. <laughs> Um, the other thing I do like about this versus some of the others, it, it is the capped at 7,500 versus some of those now that are over 10,000. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep this rolling. We got a Kawhi common. Ooh, Kevin Durant running pretty hot here. So we want to talk about random ass serial numbers. I bought this one. I bought number 35. That was his OG number. So will that hold any weight in the future? Like to me, I do think 35 will be more expensive than 34, 36, just because of that tie. But maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. So here is Jack on the program saying, everyone, Kevin Durant's true number, the one he <laughs> most identifies with, is number 35. Get this number seven bullshit out of here. That's true. That is true. LG says I'm printing over here. She says this is like 100 bucks in, in cash monies. This is going to be tough to follow this up. Um I, what I need is I need a LaMelo. That's what I'm rooting for. I haven't been able to stomach the purchase on the market. So I need to draw one, Jack. So I was not, as you know, I wasn't opening any packs. And then I opened, a, I just opened one. I wanted to see what the series two were. And like at this point, a few days ago, it wasn't quite at the scale. And I literally opened up LaMelo and then Halliburton. And I'm like, this feels like a good pack. I checked four days later and like, that's the $500 plus $9. It's insane. Love it. I need some more rookies. I need some more rookies. Let's go. Gordon uh -huh. Hayward. I, I don't have a Gordon Hayward yet. They gave you the, the Hornets. I thought we were going to get Lamella. Oh, I know. they te See, I'm not as enough of an NBA fan to have even registered that connection. That didn't even click for you. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. And so this one, and this is what I was talking about, looking at the difference, the 7,500 LE versus this one is, right. um, what do you, how many, I mean, they say the plus, like, would do you have an estimation for how how high this print gets? No, I don't, which is yeah. why I wouldn't I personally wouldn't want to own one of those, but then that's the like how many Luca based prisms did Panini print? No one knows. So, I think if eventually this number gets capped, then I I don't do you know what the situation is when they're going to cap that? I just assume it is when I actually don't know. I have no yeah. idea. I was about to try to say something that sounded smart. And then I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the guys in the chat probably have an inclination. But uh, what I do feel comfortable saying is these, you know, common over 10,000 are going to lose value so much quicker than these limited right. edition runs. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, the first mint says they cap it randomly sometimes. So yeah, we, we don't know. Um, okay. All right. Should we open another one here? Yeah, why not? I mean, with that pack lock, like that's a, you can't really stop there. Yeah, I know. We got to, you never walk away from a heater, right, Jack? Right. And then if you go cold, it's like, well, maybe we, we don't want to end on that note. Jack, do you play uh, any DFS? I used to. And then 
you guys are too good for me. It's too, I, I was at the craps table with Jennings and, and them one night. And I was just like, I don't think I'm going to have an edge in this. And this is with Action Network Fantasy Labs tools given to me for free because I work at the company. And still, like with all their fucking lineup builders, I was like, I don't know about this. So I I, say, I bet a lot, but I, I don't really do a ton of DFS. Yeah. Well, where was it? Where was this playing craps with Jennings? In uh, we all had a company thing in Vegas during March Madness. Um, okay. Which I did go, we had a great craps roll on Wednesday night before the games. And then I went two and 18 betting on the Thursday game, which was the most insane, worst betting spree of all time. Um, So that was fun. All right. Let's open some packs. Let's open some packs here. We got a dunk, an Andre Drummond. My uh, my buddy, uh, Mr. Tuttle05, was trying to shill this Andre Drummond dunk earlier today on the Swolecast. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. He dunks on Bismack Biombo. Andre Drummond is a fun guy, but actually uh, one of the m- least respected players when it comes to people just think he's terrible. So that plus over 10,000 of them. I don't know if I'm a buyer on that. All right. All right. No, I mean, you don't, you don't have to make a bull case for every one of these. I, I can handle the tough love where you just say, Pete, that was a shit pull. You can just tell right. me. <laughs> All right. Let's we'll keep do, it rolling. Probably two X between this and uh, Bledsoe uh, block. See, like, Not, did you yeah. think about Zion for that or no? I didn't. <laughs> I, I should have. <laughs> I'm still getting here, Jack. I've literally <laughs> been into the NBA and Top Shop for like six days now. You got I'm coming along. I, I didn't realize you were that much of an NBA noob. Like I know football's your thing, but like Zion is Zion. And like no, no. Knows- I know, but you know what? I'm truthfully, where my where do you my eyes gravitate toward the serial number right away? More yeah, so mine than don't. mine don't, which is interesting. Really? This is like the blue dress, gold dress phenomenon, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I right. go straight to the. Does the cereal go before the? Holy Ooh, shit! Like I nice didn't one. even, I didn't even notice that the serial number came up before the logo. Like I didn't know that it said that. Wow, Jack, dude, I, I think you need to see a doctor, Jack. Something might be wrong with you, man. <laughs> the logos really get my eye. I guess. <laughs> uh, this Trey Young one is nice, though. I love Trey Young. I how love much him. do you think? How much do you think that goes for? This card, uh. LG, I will. I'm gonna make a guess, and then LG will tell us in the chat. I'm gonna guess that that Trey Young, I could flip it for 50, 50 bucks, wow. uh, fifteen forty-two. Let's just go look, and then we can come back. Um, do, 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 do. let me go over here. I think if you hit done, it'll show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you scroll down a little, it'll show you uh, what others are selling for. Oh, I clicked um, it like a boomer. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, see, send his gift. All right, so 15. Oh, sorry, this doesn't pull up on the the screen share. It it looks like it's more like the 35 to 40 range for it. Once again, though, $9 pack. $9 pack, yeah. See, that's one that I'm starting to think, like, I would probably sell that. 7,500, it's Trey Young's third year in the league. It's Series 2. Like, it's not that cool of a moment. Like, I just don't get the appeal, but there's such a market for it. And I think some of it might seem naive because I own maybe higher tier moments and this is like a cheaper way to get in. But 
I don't know. I think hey. it, what would be interesting is like you see um, the Winklevosses and like all these guys tweeting out Bitcoin market cap. Like if you did player market cap, that would be pretty cool to see like how much money is in each player. Essentially, you take the lowest market value, multiply it by the player and see like who the market is saying, because like you'll see that Kawhi, Jokic, they don't really get the respect that like Trey and others do who may not be as good as them. I just want to go back because it seemed like you're you're shaming my my Trey Young moment here. I'm sorry I don't have 50k to drop on premium <laughs> LeBron historical moments, Jack. Not all of us are just flush with Snapchat dollars. Did you watch the pack opening that I did? Yeah. On the YouTube video, literally yeah. was just gonna do it for the video and pull a LeBron base, and I was like. That worked out pretty well. Yeah, that's the one you're sending me when you get in bed tonight and you send exactly. overs at a moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> daily sports lineups. Thank you for the super chat here. Whoa, coming in all red. Um, if you have a question, I will pass it along. Thank you for I don't your know super if, chat. I don't know if he was super chatting. I think he just tried to buy your Andre Drummond moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he put the value. He think the $1.99. All right, I'll sell you my Andre Drummond for $2. <laughs> Uh, how, how have you been buying? This is really interesting. I talked to the guys at Top Shot. So the Discord, which seems to be like a gaming type of like messaging service originally, um, I figured that everything was crypto based. Like I saw a ton of NFT people in there. I saw a ton of Bitcoin people. I pay through, like I send Bitcoin or Ethereum to Dapper. They put my balance in and they said 90 to 95% are NBA fans who pay through credit card, which shocked me. So I have done it every which way. Uh, yeah. I initially, I was like, let's try the credit card, get some points while we're at it. I got like one through and then I ended up getting on the phone with them and it was a hassle. And so then yeah. I did some going through Coinbase, doing some Bitcoin. Yeah. I wasn't going to move any of my existing Bitcoin, doing a new buy, sending it over. That was fine. But then I found my debit card worked perfectly with no hassle. And so I was, I've been doing the, uh, the debit card since and we need to stop Jack. We need to stop using what's our the, What's card. the fee? What's the fee they charge you? Yeah, it's like a, I want to say it's a 5% fee. It's not, it's not great. Yeah. But one of the things about also doing the sales is then if you use that money on the sales, then you don't get the fee. So I'm, I want to stick to keeping the money in Dapper, just yeah. using profits. That's yeah. what I'm telling myself in my head. I don't know if that's going to actually work. Yeah, we will see. I, I don't have my, I'm going to, all right, let's real quick before... Uh, my computer dies and I got to go. Yeah. What, what do you think if I do this thousand dollar challenge, what do yeah. you think? Like, what do you think I should go for as, as an NBA novice player, anything in the market you see that you think is interesting? So you mean from like, what's realistic and what's also going to be good marketing? No, no. What's what should I buy for a thousand bucks? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That I'm gonna be able to flip for twelve hundred tomorrow. Buy something for twelve hundred. Like I, I really want to try this challenge. See, like what I can take a thousand bucks from. Because I see people that reply to the Rovell tweet that are literally like, I put four grand in it and it's worth a hundred k. Like it's insane. Well, it seems also how how on top of it do you want to be? Because we've seen the people flipping like, hey, Colin Sexton hits the right. game-winning shot and then his price doubles overnight. So do you yeah. want to be hawking that or do you want to do like more short-term investments? I, I think I want to I want to do that method because I have a bunch of stuff I'm going to sit on and hodl as the kids say. So yeah. I think I want to do the flips. Okay. 
all right, I think you should get back in the NBA DFS streets because then you will be more in tune with the, right. the day-to-day happenings. Even today on the Swolecast, we were all doing a tout. So I pulled up current projections. You know, someone's t- touting Brandon Ingram. I think we touted Donovan Mitchell uh-huh. and stuff. Some of these guys that you think could have a good game, yeah. buy low on them in the market and then see if you can uh, run that up. That's a good idea. All right. What about in the next Warriors game? Who was the DFS guy saying? Uh, I think Julius Randle was projecting well. Hmm. I mean, he is MVP candidate for my Knicks. So that all right, maybe we'll start there. Maybe we'll start there. You there. Go. there you go. And where would you where would you document this? Let the people know. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm I, guessing a lot of these guys aren't on Snapchat, but yeah, you can give yeah. them a hard sell, Jack. Yeah, no, don't come to Snap. The Snap not Snap's probably not where I'll do it. I was thinking maybe TikTok, which I know you've kind of mastered, because I think people have done like those those flip challenges where they take like a, whatever, a $5 bill and then they buy one item. They trade with people. Like one guy was trying to get to like Elon Musk Tesla from literally like a shirt. So maybe TikTok and Twitter, I'll, I'll tweet out the journey. There, there you go. Yeah. Should I, maybe, should we get back? Should I get back in the TikTok street? Should we run, run stuff in TikTok with NBA Top Shot, Jack? I, I would run a competition with you on TikTok and we could do each other all day long. You you would kill me. You would absolutely kill me. You have you probably have all these like nineteen year old girls who are obsessed with you, Jack. I I don't have that. I just have you know thirty year old dudes that like playing fantasy football. Yeah, they they got more money than the nineteen year old girls though. <laughs> all right. Well, anything else you would like to plug? Um, I'll put the link to the video you did today if people want to see you talk a little bit more about that. And you do also kind of a an overall tutorial about Top Shot. Anything else you'd like to let the people know? <sighs> no, that's it. I feel like we got it all. Follow me on Twitter because I like it interacting with people. Like I think the DFS community, as gross as it may be sometimes, I, I actually feel like the DFS community is taking a nice turn. It used to be pretty ugly out there, at least from what I've seen. There's still some outliers out there, but I feel like it's generally a positive place. Am I wrong by that? You know, DFS Twitter, it can be very petty, but it is also very entertaining. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, it can get gross, but it's also, uh, it's like the train wreck that you don't want to take your eyes off of. All right, fair enough. There it goes. So Jack, really appreciate it. Yeah, if you guys, uh, I was tweeting out Jack's handle and stuff for this show. So go follow yeah. him on Twitter. It's Jack Settleman 23 Just Jack Settleman. Just Jack Settlement. Okay, you haven't added the 23 to the to the Twitter. That's on NBA Top Shot. Um, yeah. All right, guys. If you haven't subscribed to this channel, look, uh, like a week and a half ago, I didn't know about NBA Top Shot. Now I've done like four videos on it. Probably just going to keep get, uh, rolling with it if we're having fun. So subscribe to the channel. I have a playlist down there um, with some Top Shot videos, and I have the primer that we did with LG do set the other day. If you're look, if you're like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Go watch the primer. You guys will get it. There's timestamps. You can figure out all of your questions. So for Jack Settleman, the man with the $47,000 moment, I'm Peter Overzet. We'll see you guys next time. Oh.